Lord, we just ask that you help us to receive the word that you have. Lord, open our spirits, open our eyes that we may see the word, and open our ears that we may hear with our spirit, Lord. In Jesus' name. God loves, that love is so strong, it's so strong, and that everything you do, you want to be with that person. You don't let nothing come between you and that person. And that's the kind of God, love that God wants for us. He wants that love, he wants that love that nothing will separate between you and him. He wants nothing to come between you and in him and we're going to look at a few things that might distract you from the love of God might distract you and pull you away because we know in a marriage that you have to you have to work at it you have to go after it you have to you have to make it important and so we have to make our relationship with God important we have to pursue it we have to go after that relationship with him we can't just pursue it on a Sunday or a Wednesday it's an all the time thing it's because you don't just see your husband or your wife on Sunday or Wednesday you see them every day you spend time with them every day and so yes seek me and you'll find me what we're going to talk about today is our internal GPS you may want to go to you may want to go to Monroe but the directions are set for Texarkana you're not going to get to Monroe when your directions are set wrong so what is your GPS set to is it to have a lot of friends is it to be popular is it to enjoy a certain type of lifestyle is it to be the succeed in the the job that you have to be best in your field of work is it for health and happiness and those things in itself is fine but when that is pushing you and driving you and after you it's going to pull you more and more away from the things of god when you're married, at first all you want to do is spend time with your, your, your spouse. And then all of a sudden things come in and it's like, I'm trying to be the best at work. I'm trying to be promoted. I'm, and the next thing you know, you're spending all your time at work and you're not spending any time with your spouse. Well, that's what God's saying is these things that you're, that's inside of you is causing you to be drawn away from God. It's causing you to be led away. That's that drive for success, that drive for to be to be well known, to be um, rich, to have a certain kind of lifestyle, and so we want to look at the word and see the what God has to say. It says in Philippians three fourteen, it says, "I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call." What is the prize? And we're gonna we're gonna discover the prize today. So we're going to look 
First of all, we want to talk about Aaron, Moses' brother. Moses had gone to the top of the mountain. He was up there with God, and the people below had said, we don't know if, God, if Moses is coming back. Make us an idol. Aaron desired such a relationship with these people that he was led astray. He was pulled away. Let's see. says that at the bottom of the mountain with plenty of social activity, even being the center of attention and facilitating the community, but all the while drifting from away from the heart of God. The rich young ruler, he was morally good. He was seeking after being good and healthy and financially secure, and yet there was one thing lacking in his life. And then we go on to Uzziah. Uzziah, let's just turn there. It was, um, let's see, Second Chronicles 26. Verse 1, starting with verse 1. Then all the people of, Us of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah, and after that the king slept with his fathers. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother, mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So he started off and he was all about the presence of God. He was all about doing what was right for God. And then it goes down and it says, let's see. 16, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple to burn incense. He had become a great and mighty and powerful man in, the, in that area. He had raised up mighty men. He had, raised up, he had dug many wells, had many cattle. He was well known. He was successful in all aspects of his life, and his as we say, his head got big, and he was led away from, from God. He says, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah, the priest, went in after him, and with fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men, and they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, it pertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense upon the Lord, for to the but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed, neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord. From that moment on, he was separated in isolation. All because that his GPS was set for success. 
He was led away by the, by the success. And it wasn't about God anymore. It was about, he, he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. He wanted to be well known. He wanted, he wanted the attention. And that's what led to his downfall. Now, we, t- we go on and we talk about Moses. Moses started, w- grew up in the, in the um, Pharaoh's palace. He had everything that he could ask for. He had money. He had um, influence. He had anything you could want. He had it as a beck and call. But he willingly gave it up. In Hebrews 11, 24 through 26. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. What reward? Where he knew there was a he knew there was something more. He knew there was something more and he was pursuing he was he said, This is not yet. This is I have all these things and I this, this is not it. This is not what I want. And he he laid it all aside, and he said, he, he said I'm, I'm, I don't want to be known to be Pharaoh's daughter anymore. And it goes on, and starting with Exodus 3, when he has the um, burning bush experience. He had an experience with God. And God said, I've seen the affliction of my people, and I want you to go and bring them up out of that land unto a good land. This is verse 8. And a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is coming to me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. And it goes on and it says, they, he, God sends him to Pharaoh. Did, did, did Moses, what did Moses tell Pharaoh? Did he say, I want to bring my children up out of this land into the promised land? No. He said in seven different lo- locations when he was talking about this, the many times that he kept going before Pharaoh, that he said, um, let's see, the fir- one of the first ones is 5-1. says, And afterwards Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord of God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And then it goes on in 7-16. And it says, 
And thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. He, the promised land was not what he said that he wanted to bring them into. He said he wanted to bring them into to a place where they would serve him, that they would, um, where they could worship him because of relationship. Moses, after many times Moses, they, they finally came out. Moses was wanted the very presence of God. He wanted his presence. He cast aside everything that he had because there was something more. God set it up for Moses to introduce his people to him. In um, Exodus 29, starting with 45. <coughs> it says, And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will be their God, and they shall know that I am the Lord thy God, their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. Um, We got that revelation because I died it. And it, God used Moses to not just take them into the promised land, but he said, I want you to take my people so they could go and spend time with me. Yes. Have a feast for me. Yes. Um, you know, that's all God kept wanting them. Pharaoh let them go so three days they can go offer worship to me. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what Pastor Casey's been saying in the prayer all week. God, we do what we do for God out of love, not yes. out of law. Right. Amen. That relationship, and I, I've never seen that before. It was a good word. Yes. And so I want to talk about that was a good word. What, what did she just say, Pastor Casey? That... Um when God's trying to bring us out, he's trying to bring us out into a relationship with him. And when when he can get us into that relationship, he can get us into the promises. He can get us into the promised land. Amen. But his, his desire is to get us out and to have a relationship with us, yeah. to be for, him, for us to spend time with him and, and learn how to love him and learn how to commune with him. Amen. Relationship yes. first, yeah. In Exodus 19, 10 and 11, it says, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down to the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. 
when when God came down upon the mountain, the people said, Moses, you speak for us, but we don't want to hear God. He, but they were trembling. They didn't seek to know their Savior, the one who led them out of the wilderness. They said, Moses, you speak to us, and we will hear. You speak, and we will hear. I don't want a personal relationship with God. I want you to tell me what to do, and I will do it. But if they'd been spending time with him every day, then if that wouldn't seem so big. Right, if right. They, if they would have just developed a relationship daily, when he said, go prepare yourself, God's going to come down this mountain on the third day. Yes. I'm sure it was overwhelming when the thunders <laughs> and the lightnings and everything that was happening for them to to go, you know, into that kind of depth of presence of God. Yes. So we we, uh, we just do it every day. I bring Amen. you out to bring you in. Yes. Bring you into what? Relationship. Yes, bringing us into Thank relationship. Thank you, Jesus, relationship. for relationship Yes, today. Thank you for relationship, praise Jesus. for it, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Rhonda. Bring that presence in here. <laughs> Thank him for relationship. Yes. Thank, Thank you for your relationship. Thank you, Lord, that you desire a relationship with us. You desire to draw us close to you. You desire, you desire our presence, God. You desire the presence. You desire to grow and know us. You desire to pour out your presence upon us, God. You, Lord, we want to be carriers of your presence everywhere we go. We want to be able to introduce people into the presence of God. We want your presence. We don't want the promise. We want the presence of God. We lay aside the promises. We lay aside the, the things that want to rise up. Lord, we seek forth your presence today. We seek forth your presence, Lord. Your presence is all that we need, God. Your presence is all that we long for. We need your presence, God. We need your presence today. We need you, Jesus. We need your presence. We long for your presence, God. We long to know you intimately, God. We long to know your heart. We long to know your ways and your thoughts for us, God. We long to know you, God. We long to know you, Jesus. We long to know your heart, God. We long for your presence today, God. Abraham knew God so intimately that even when his promise had come to pass and God said, sacrifice Isaac, he said, my God, even if he does not raise my son, he will still keep his promise. He had such faith in his God that he didn't stop and hit and and. And question God, really? You want me to sacrifice my son? You said the promise was coming through him. He said, okay. He was willing. He laid the promise down. He laid the promise down. He said, your will, your will. I want your presence more than I want this promise. 
Lord, we want your presence more than the promise. As I was praying and preparing this word, facing the giants came back to me in the movie. In the, in the movie, the woman desperately, desperately wanted a child. And in the end, she finally said, God, if you never give me a child, I will still serve you. We have got to get to the place where it's more about his presence than it's about what he can do for us. It's more important who he is than what he can give us. God is an abundant God. He loves us with an everlasting love. There's promises all through the Bible, but he desires that relationship. We know, we know that when you're as in the natural, when a child just wants to spend time with you, that you long to give them everything they need, everything they want. But whenever somebody just wants to come and get, 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 it's like, I don't even want to give you anything. God knows our heart. He knows what's inside of us. He knows whether or not we're seeking Him for His presence or He knows whether or not we're seeking Him for what we can get. He knows what's inside of us. He's saying, scrub your clothes. Get the filthiness of Egypt off of you. The Egypt is the ways of the world. It's what the world says is important. It's what the world has told you. It's that you must be a success. You must be well known. You must you must have be rich. You must do this. You must do that. You lay lay it aside. Lay it aside. No, God, it's, I must have your presence. I don't, I don't care if I'm never rich. I don't care if I never get married. I don't care if I ever have a child. I don't care, but I want your presence. And we have to get to a place where it's not about that. God said that he took him up. The word says that he wanted, he he took him out so that he could be the promiser before he got the promise. We have to know the promiser. We have to know him. We have to seek him. Lord, we need more of a revelation of your presence. We need to know you. We need you, God. We need you. It's not about us. Lord, you will provide all that we have need of. But it is about pursuing your presence today. It's about the love that you have for us, that you draw us, God. You draw us by your spirit. You draw us. Lord, you do not have a promise, a, pro a problem with giving us things. You have a problem with our heart. Lord, I want your presence in my life. I, I lay aside everything that I have need, that I want. I lay aside every dream. 
I lay aside every hindrance in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want your presence. I want your presence today. I need your presence today, God. I can't make it without your presence, Lord. We need you today. When you spend time with God, when you get your eyes on God, He will provide all that you need. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first God. Seek first. Draw close to God. Draw close to Him. He will provide all that you need, but it's, it comes in the right order. It comes, God gave, he said, God gave Moses the opportunity. He said, go, so bring your people. I, he was so upset with Egypt, with the Israelites. And he said, go, go into the promised land. I will send my angel before you, but my presence will not go with you. Moses said, no, Lord. If your presence does not go with me, I don't want it. I don't want the success of this world without your presence. I don't want fame and fortune without your presence. It's you, God, that I want. It's you. He, He knew. He, it wasn't that the promised land was any better than where he was. Egypt was, was a prosperous place. It was prosperous. He had all that he needed. He didn't need the promised land. He, he could have gone back to Egypt any time and had all those things any time he wanted. He had it. He gave it up for the presence of God. Even when God offered him the opportunity to go into the promised land, he said, no, no, I want your presence. I want your presence. Lord, we want your presence today. I don't really have anything else to say. I just know that. I just want your presence. And if you want God's presence today, I ask you to come to the altar and just worship in God's presence.